we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for January 30th, 2023. I have a ton of content to try to get through today. I'm going to try to get that done. The PDF, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it done, is actually 48 pages. So it's probably the just about the biggest one I've ever had. Um, now, a lot of it is stuff I've covered in the past that bolstered or supports topics I'll be covering today. Uh, I'm going to do a section on ivermectin that you, <laughs> I think everybody needs to hear. <clears throat> I've warned about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and um, this is bombshell. And just the implications of it, I mean, <sighs> it just shows you, you cannot, you cannot trust anything mainstream. Even if it's alternative white hat mainstream that they are pushing, you have got to really be careful. I mean, you don't have to. That's, you know, it's your prerogative, but I would highly advise considering we're in the greatest the, the, the greatest time of deception the world has ever known. Jesus warned us about. Be not deceived. I believe it's Matthew 24 and other places in the gospels where he was talking about the end times and, you know, the time moving into the tribulation period, the time that we're in right now. We're not in the tribulation yet, but the that time prior to it and then during. Deception is going to be <clears throat> the main attribute. The Antichrist and false prophet are going to deceive the whole world, it says, their, through their lying signs, signs, lying wonders and miracles. Um, we haven't even got there yet. But leading up to that, there is so much deception. And this is why we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And, and we're commanded, you know, let Satan get an advantage of, us, advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Um, unfortunately, there's so many of Satan's devices out there. <laughs> I mean, I, I learn stuff every day still where I was, you know, deceived or, or deluded about a certain thing. I'm not saying I'm not above it. And, and this is why this ministry exists, uh, to give those things out, to present those out, and to freely give as I've, you know, freely received, and to try to do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. So that you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. And... You're not ignorant of Satan's devices, these types of things. And then you can help others, which is really what it's all about. Let those that are greatest among you, let them be your servant. Let them be your servant. And so that's, I think, what a watchman type ministry, which is all I claim to be, would, would do. So let's go ahead and we are going to get into the prayer to neutralize the cult rituals. We're rotating warfare prayers. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father, we come in the authority given to us in Jesus Christ. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war by the power of the Holy Spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will in the body of Christ. We ask you to dispatch legions of warring angels in full battle array to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. 
Route your enemies on all fronts, O Lord. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans, agendas, and, and the motivation of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these evil people and, and entities meant for evil, you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people. We close every evil portal that has been opened by them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, we break and cancel every curse, spell, hex, vex, charm, enchantment, decree, spoken or unspoken, sent against the body of Christ, the innocent, and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo priest, shaman, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every minion of the, of the devil working iniquity. May they fall into the very pits that they have dug for others. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Save those that can be saved. Show them the truth about who they're serving and their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds, eyes, and ears to receive supernatural insight and knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay, so let's go ahead and we will get right into the uh, study. Uh, starting out kind of with something just to kind of give a pers more of a bigger perspective on this coming year. Uh, now, I don't know regarding this ministry. I, I don't really know what their you know theology is or whatever. I, I think that what they're covering here is good, and it is good something to keep in the forefront of our minds regarding the days and times to come. And it's called Something Biblical May Come in 2023. God's People Must Prepare. Okay, so it starts out by saying, remove worldly distractions, and it's kind of showing like all the smartphones and stuff like this, and things where you can get caught up in those things. So it's showing the calendar going from 2022 to 2023. If you have seen our Hosea prophecy video, or the numerous... Now again, I don't know about any of this Hosea prophecy video. I, I don't know. I'm talking about the premise of what they're talking about here. And they may be into some total heresy, but what they're talking about here, I think is good and solid and scriptural. Prophecy videos covering why around 2030 might be a significant time in history. Then you will also know that there is a great chance that 2023, seven years prior to that, may also be a huge marker in Bible prophecy. It looks like they're really getting into date setting here, which I am not into at all. Um... Not, not in the slightest. And so as we move into... This, this is just, you know, I, I forgot this was even in here, but I'm going to leave it in here because this is very good to understand. This is how cults get started, if you ask me. When you start getting into timelines and absolute date setting and, and this type of stuff, I mean, you know, you're responsible for if that doesn't come to pass. And I have never seen... Personally, I've never seen one person since, since I've been saved that got into, quote, that called themselves a prophet or got into date setting that ever, where any of that stuff ever came to pass. I've seen so many come and go. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be any biblical prophets in today's day and age. I just haven't seen one yet. I mean, Deuteronomy 18 is, is pretty clear that if you are a prophet of God, you, get a, you better get it right 100% of the time, all the time, or they're going to take you out and kill you. That was the punishment. And even if you get it right, like maybe a fortune teller would occasionally, you better not be pointing people away from God. You go three chapters back, I think Deuteronomy 13, and it talks about that. 
So you can't be leading somebody away because your your supposed soothsaying fortune telling came true. I mean, you know, just because somebody's right about a uh, like let's say a palm reader or a fortune teller or whatever about a specific thing that comes to pass, it doesn't mean they're of God. So I'm going to go ahead and just leave this part in here. New Year. Be advised. Some of you may endure some things in your personal life. And I must say this. It will not be to break you, but to prepare you for God's power to operate in your life. Remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12. He wrote how God revealed to him that his power is made perfect in weakness. Right. And then Paul said, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. You see, Paul was beaten mocked, thrown in prison, many hardships. But he was a man also of power. The Holy Spirit was able to use him without hindrance. He healed, even raised the dead. Why? Because when you endure and overcome hardships while keeping the faith and being on God's side, it positions you to experience his power. This is why Paul said, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight, delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. How is he strong? As he said in the earlier verse, because Christ's power is made perfect in weakness and because of his weaknesses because of his hardships he endured faithfully and received the power of God so friends what some of you are currently enduring and will endure it will not be to break you but to position you for Holy Spirit power and the key listen the key is when that test comes you have to pass. You have to pass. And the, 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 first, the verse that came flooding in when he started talking about the subject is Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So all things. So even though something might seem, you know, how could this be of God and how could this, this situation I'm in? Well, testing... Being purified um, is a, I really think it's a continual process once you get saved. It, it kind of should be. The, the Bible says that, you know, whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, which is like a uh, father disciplining his child, you know, of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if ye be without chastisement, you're bastard. So people that say, well, I'm a Christian and they're living you know, overt lives of just sin with no conviction. That is not a good sign. And you see no chastening on their life. Well, I don't see how they could possibly be saved. Um, I'm also not going to say that God's not long suffering either. And, and that, you know, maybe chastisement will start the exact moment. It's different for everybody. If you're, if you're saved, 
Um, sometimes you can be doing something wrong and blinded by the sin. And then when God finally brings you out of it, I know this has happened to me, that's when the chastisement starts. And that's typically worse from my experience when you go through that because it's like you're storing up God's chastisement during the time that you're out of God's will and um, doing something to, I mean, there, that could fall under a lot of classifications, doing something to bring reproach to Christ, you know, because you're an ambassador for Christ. So if you if you represent Christ and then you're doing something that is bringing a reproach to Christ in his name, then, you know, God, a lot of times will let you, you know, he'll let you go down there. I mean, he let the prodigal son go. He let the prodigal son do his thing. But he came back. And, and But he had to go through a lot of stuff. And then when he had spent all the substance, then <laughs> that's when the chastisement. And he had it, had, it got so bad that, you know, he was wanting to eat the husks. They were throwing the pigs in the pig pen that he was so hungry. Um, I've been there in that type of thing. I, I call it exquisite agony when you're under God's extreme chastisement as a Christian. Had about a year that I went through that um, before I got into ministry. It, it was, it was, I, I begged God just make it, make it, I, I told him to make it worse so it would go away quicker. And I think he did. It was about as much as I could possibly bear. I mean, I really wanted to die. And I deserved every bit of it. Every, every bit of it. Probably way worse, you know. And you come out on the other side and you have a totally different perspective on things. And you're like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I, and, and the thing is, is, is if you do, then you may die. You, you may. I mean, he, he can take you out. Um, so, God doesn't mess around. I'm just telling you. If you're a Christian and you're really saved, I, I don't... My, my experience is that... Now, I understand. He doesn't handle all Christians the exact same way. I understand that. And that is true. Um, I came from an incredibly secular, party-on, new-age, carnal mindset and God's still working on me I mean I'm not saying I'm but I, I I didn't grow up in a Christian household I didn't I grew up in the as far as you could get from that if we had anybody that hinted they were Christian or even Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses come to our front door oh God help those people my dad would throw every profanity lace thing at them in the book. It didn't matter if they had little kids. It didn't matter. He chased them off the property. I mean, my dad was merciless when it came to that. Um, that's how I grew up, you know? Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. But again, it's Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for God to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Okay, so let's go further. So how do you do that? By proving faithful. Right. Remember, when Joseph was thrown into the pit by his brothers and made a slave, well, he was then in servitude for years. Right. 
and he likely had no idea what would happen to him. He probably felt abandoned by God, but he wasn't abandoned by God. In fact, God used him to powerfully save not only his family, but the entire nation. But the spark for that was number one, him experiencing hardship. Yep. And number two, remaining righteous through those that's hardships. That's right. Yes. And that's what he did. He did not curse God. No, he served God, even in prison. And he continued to resist sin, which is evidenced by how he refused to sleep with Potiphar's wife when she came on to him. Yes. And so he passed the test and entered his purpose. Same with Job. This man lost everything, his family, his wealth, and even his health. And so he had the hardship, and then he added to that righteousness. How so? Because even during that hardship, he continued to serve God. He never once cursed God, and he continued to worship God. He didn't blame God. And when he lost things, when he lost money, he would say things like, well, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. When he lost loved ones, he would say things like, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. Those around him thought he was insane for how he continued to serve this God, even though his life was falling apart. But it was that faith, that perseverance, that righteousness, even in the middle of hardship that allowed him to pass his test. He made up his mind. He was going to keep the faith. And so he passed the test. And of course, God restored him with more than he even had before. And in the resurrection, he will receive even more than that. And so to those of you who are experiencing a test right now or are about to experience a test, I want you to hear something. Not long ago, the Spirit of the Lord led me to randomly share a video, uh, which is not something I am known to do. Um, but in this moment, I was led to share one just with my phone while I was in my truck. I was then allowed to upload it to the AOC Network Instagram page. And this was a message that now I believe makes sense. It needed to be heard for this season, for this time that we are entering. So take to heart what you will hear in light of what we've just discussed here. God allows you to go through things, not to break you, but to test you. Because once you get on the other side of the test is the blessing. When you go through hard times, no matter what it is, don't look at it as, oh God, why is this happening to me? No, look at it as an opportunity to pass the test. Now, just reiterating on or kind of expanding on what I said about the the year that I had when that year lifted and it was literally in one day all of a sudden like I it just lifted it lifted I think I don't exactly know what caused it to happen I just think it was my my time in chastisement shortly thereafter that's when this ministry started that is that is what I mean. Granted, back then it wasn't called ContendingForTruth.com, but I was on Sermon Audio, and God just blessed that. I mean, it was pff, crazy. I, I couldn't even believe how God blessed that. I mean, no seminary degree, no nothing, just some chiropractor up there thinking, well, I think people need to kind of hear this stuff. I don't hear a lot of watchmen out there, and I'm I'm not beholden to any particular denomination at this point man i've been through the the gamut i went to a, a grew up new age went to a 
you know, Lutheran middle school, Catholic high school, uh, uh, you know, got into really, you know, Pentecostalism and then hypercharismania, I mean, bad. And then it went to the exact opposite extreme of the most hardcore independent fundamental Baptist unregistered King James only churches you could go to. Spoke there, the whole nine yards. I mean, spoke in the Pentecostal charismatic. I mean, I kind of, I got a lot of reference points there. And I'm like, I'm not beholden to any denomination. Denominations aren't biblical as far as I'm concerned. You know, Romans, the Bible talks about in Romans very clear. One saith I am of Apollos, one saith I am of Jesus, one saith I am of Paul. Meaning, they're the ones that led me to the Lord. So, therefore, I'm better than you because I'm a, Paul led me to the Lord. Well, Jesus led me to the Lord. Or, you know, I mean, obviously, Jesus led you to the Lord. That's that's the ultimate. But I'm just saying that this is the start of the, the they were trying to push back in the book of Romans on the denominational system. And here we have, what, like over 30,000 Christian, supposed Christian denominations out there. Many of them are just overt cults. God is not the author of confusion. Got all these different Bible versions, you know, like over a hundred or whatever. God is not the author of confusion. That's why I just tell people, just read the King James. That was a, that was another gigantic revelation for me. Um, so I just figured, I knew I was deceived about a lot of stuff. And then I also knew the health aspect. I didn't really see that being really mentioned in the churches I was in. And that's not their fault. I mean, you know, I'm not going to blame that on any church. It's not their, their, it's not their uh, purpose, let's say, to educate me about nutritional matters. But we are body, soul, and spirit. And if the devil's attacking us on our body, and I think we've proven with this ministry i think you could just look at so much an alternative health how much he's trying to take us out physically and through our bodies that you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain so i figured i had this unique opportunity to maybe meld reconcile end time christian current events and a lot of the uh, ways that the satan is trying to destroy us from a physical standpoint through diet through a lot of ways like chemtrails and GMOs and you know this type of stuff meld that all into one ministry um so anyway uh, let's go further if you live long enough you're going to have some type of a test whether it's a financial thing health thing or relationship thing something like that and you have to look at that thing as a as an opportunity like this is it this is my shot God is about to allow me to experience the Joseph thing, the, the the Job thing. He's allowing me to experience something that's going to really be great for his kingdom and great for my testimony. But for me to experience that, I have to first go through this test. So every test you encounter, don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as a positive because it's an opportunity to demonstrate your faithfulness to God. How can you demonstrate your faithfulness to God if you've never had to go through an extreme test that would have taken you out if it wasn't for the grace of God? You need to have a story. Were you also here, what came to my mind was that the, when the Bible talks about put on the full armor of God, which I advise, you know, you do that every day along with your prayers. Uh, but it says above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. It, it's um, and then the sword of the spirit, which is the word, word of God and the sword of the spirit is the only real true offensive weapon 
that is mentioned in the form of God and the shield of faith that says above all taking that you, you without faith it is impossible to please God that's what the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so hearing like the King James Bible to me is is a great faith builder that's what the Bible says the word of God and also faith is like a muscle when he talks about testing if you don't ever walk out in faith, then it's like a muscle that never gets used. Muscles, when they're used, grow. Okay? They um, go, go through what they call hypertrophy. I mean, they get bigger. So the bigger your faith, the bigger your shield. The more you're able to walk through. The, the bigger your shield to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Okay? If you never use your faith and it's small... Um, I think the Bible says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, adversity, thy faith is small. Okay? Meaning you, you it's a muscle you haven't used. You haven't used that. So it, then it goes through atrophy. You've got hypertrophy, which makes the muscle bigger. And atrophy is when the muscle shrinks and is, is becomes smaller. And, and a lot of people, I just don't think they ever, they ever exercise their faith. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying... I think in modern day Christianity, you know, that's kind of a common thing. And I really do believe in days and times to come. And, and you know, like that guy that Steve Quayle used to always talk to, that hot guy. He was, says, if it goes wild weasel or whatever, <laughs> you know, there's a good, good possibility that 2023, that could be the year. I don't know that it goes. Now, granted, you could be in another country and it's went wild weasel a long time ago. Or you could be in another country where, you know, martyrdom is, is a, you know, everyday thing you have to deal with, potentially, you know. Um, but their faith is, if you're in that situation, your faith is constantly being exercised. And again, exercise builds, you know, lack of exercise causes atrophy say if it wasn't for god i would have never survived that if it wasn't for my faith in god i would have never gotten through that so if you haven't had an experience like that yet just keep on living it's going to come and remember this message when it arrives don't wallow in depression you say wow this is my chance <laughs> this is my opportunity i'm about to i'm about to show god that even that if i lost everything he is my king I'm going to show God that even if I was having a health crisis and it seemed that there was no way out and it seemed my prayers weren't being answered, Jesus is still my king. I'm about to show God that when it seems like everything in my life is falling apart, Jesus is still king. I'm still going to praise his name. I'm still going to glory him. Why? Because you have a test to pass. And on the other side of the test is the blessing. What does it look like? To prove faithful when you're going through things. I was looking at the story of uh, Paul and Silas when they were thrown in prison. They were preaching the gospel, thrown in prison, and they praised God while they were in prison, and then the gates were opened. It wasn't their complaining that allowed God to free them. It wasn't them saying to God, you know, Lord, you know, we've been praising you. We've been preaching your name. How can you allow us to end up in jail? It wasn't that. It was the fact that even when they were going through that, they continued to praise God and worship him yep. and say, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are mighty. You Usually if, if I have, um, because I, I really believe that 
when this ministry is, you know, I mean, this, everything's going to, in this world is going to come to an end. I mean, you know, regarding, um, you know, ministries and things of this nature, um, when they take down the internet and this type of thing. And, um, I really believe that my, my main calling after this will be, um, and I've said this many, many times before, literally engaging pure evil. That's what I really want to be doing. Um, and I have a lot of, I've had a lot of training, I feel like, leading up to that. I mean, you can go and you can key in my supernatural, just key in supernatural in the keyword search box about some of the things that have happened to me. All the witches that have tried to kill us, all the people that have tried to astral project into here. I mean, you know, non-human entities, you name it. I love it. I absolutely, there is nothing that fires me up more in the universe than thinking about dealing with that. I don't know. That's just me. It is just really, if you want to know my, my hot button, I just feel the, I feel more in God's will when that, when engaging that, that type of thing and, and, um, dealing with those types of entities than any other time in my life. I'm not lying. It, it, I'm, I, it's God is my witness. I'm not lying. And it doesn't make me Mr. Big, you know, big bad boy guy. Okay. Well, I'm so tough. And it's just, everybody's different. The, the callings are, are different, you know? I mean, and we're not the, to, to, uh, you know, can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need because I'm the finger and you're the eye essentially is what the Bible talks about there. The, the body of Christ, all parts are important. No part is, is, is more, you know, important than, than the other. Everybody has different callings. That's all that is. Okay. Um, but for me, that's like the ultimate I feel closer to God. And in the first thing, whenever I encounter anything evil, um, is I start praising the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That, well, that every single time works. I've never seen it not work. <laughs> that is, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> it's like throwing battery acid on whatever evil entity you're dealing with. I just want to get it on camera. I just want to get it, you know, up on the internet. I want to get it where a lot of people could see it. God get the glory and um, many people get saved. But that, I'm telling you, praising God in those situations, because it's the ultimate example of you showing faith. You're, you're literally praising God for the presence of evil that's, that's before you, whatever, however that may manifest. You're literally praising him for that very thing. Every once in a while, something will get through to me. You know, the other night in bed, I had something that just literally came up and just enveloped me from behind. It was like something wrapped its arms around me and, and was going to, you know, it had evil intentions. And I just started praising the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> it all goes away. <laughs> I love it. Like cotton candy, I eat it up. I'm grateful for those experiences. I really am. Because you see the power of God instantaneously. You exercise faith, you see results. Again, just 
key in supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Listen to my supernatural experiences. Those are just some of the things that have happened to me. I always feel closest to God, you know, when I'm, when I'm engaging pure evil. Um, not everybody may feel that exact way. You know, that's just me. But anyway. Are amazing. And when heaven saw that they were praising God, even during their trial, their test or storm, the gates were open and they were released. What's the message here? Same with Joseph. What is the message here? When you are going through a storm, a trial, a test, heaven wants to see if you can pass it and be faithful. And a, a big indicator that you are being faithful is your praise. That's a form of showing that no matter what, you're still going to be faithful. Yes. And so as we move into this next year, I want you to remember this. If you ever go through a storm, ever go through a trial, don't let it take away your praise. Don't let it take away your obedience, your faithfulness. I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest, greatest weapons we have. Because you're exercising faith and you're invoking the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, that's, you know, then if, if it's if it's more pro, protracted or prolonged, you start quoting scripture, you know, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee in condemnation thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Yeah, that's what you start quoting back to evil, whatever evil is confronting you. They don't like, they don't like hearing scripture. <laughs> it's the sword of the spirit. That is also exercising your faith and a demonstration of it. So we've got different weapons we can use. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, applying the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ against any wicked situation. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. I mean, you know, it's how they, the saints overcame. So there's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There's exercising your faith. There's praise. You know, the Lord inhabits the praise of his people. Um, well, okay. So, you know, there's prayer. There's, there's other, there's, I think there's various and sundry weapons that we have uh, at our disposal. You can key in uh, spiritual warfare. In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I believe I've covered all these subjects before as well. Probably in much greater depth. It's the thing that proves to God and everyone around you and to yourself that you're passing the test. This is what we're going to do is pass the tests as they arrive. Because it only adds to your test demony. And God's going to use it for his glory and for your benefit too. God bless that was that was awesome. Now again, I'm not that ministry's got some red flags. Okay, <laughs> when I saw that Hosea prophecy thing, I wouldn't. I, so again, you've got to glean if you're going to go up and you're not sure about a ministry. Be very very careful. Um, now, what I did here, and I've covered these before, but it's just Bible verses on the Lord's protection and the biblical remedy for fear. I'm not going to read them all. I've read a lot of these. You can always uh, go up. Uh, copy and paste any specific section or whatever you want um, 
on the PDFs. This will be in the PDF for uh, January 30th, 2023. And I've done, I mean, I've highlighted them. I've done a lot of the work, hopefully, for you regarding um, uh, putting verses together. And the, I've been compiling these verses like this for years and years and years and years. So I'm, I'm just going to read some of these uh Psalm 57 verse 1, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in, the, in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Psalm 18 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom will I whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation in my high tower. Uh, Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So fear the Lord is integrally connected to God's protection, to God's angelic protection, according to Psalm 34, 7. That you've got all of Psalm 91, okay? Um, this is just verses four through six. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Heard a lot about that since, you know, the whole COVID thing. Nor for the destruction that wasteth the noonday. Um, there's, there's Psalm 56. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. Psalm 56, three, and that rhymes. So that's a good way to remember it. Uh, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee, Psalm 56.3. I learned that from uh, those little Iwana tapes I used to buy Taylor when she was in Iwana, which was a tremendous... I don't know if they have KJV Iwana anymore in the churches, but at the time when I had Taylor in the Baptist church we were at, um, man, she like she was like a... She, she did every... She got every award, every little thing, award that you could get. And her, her, she had a little, they'd give you a little vest and it was just covered in, you know, like a four-star general in a one or whatever. But, uh, she learned a ton of scripture just from those audio cassettes, just playing them in the car. There's songs, you know, that stuff doesn't leave that, that, that stuff embeds. You, you want to do that as early as possible with your children. You want you want to saturate them in the word of God. Um, and, and in a godly environment and in a good, you know, it, it was a good church, I mean, that we were at. Now, granted, it was 501c3. I will say that. Now, this is a long time ago. This is, I, I, I've had a lot of evolutions. And I'm not saying that there's not 501c3 churches that God's led you to now. It's just that understand, though, it is bondage. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't see the 501c3 church system bowing up against the Antichrist. You know, some of them will get out. You know, I believe, Yes and see it for what it is but you know up until this point it's kind of been few and far between um <clears throat> psalm 112 verse 7 he shall not be afraid of evil tidings his heart is fixed trusting in the lord and i, I do believe they still have those awana tapes if you key in awana a w a n a a w a n a and king in key in like awana king james Bible memorization songs online. Key, do that keyword search if you want to find those. And I, I remember last time I searched, I think I was able to find them. Um, the problem is, is you know now you know video uh, tape cassettes on. You probably get them on maybe uh, 
CDs or whatever. Who knows? Maybe they sell them on cassettes. You can still buy cassette players online. You know, um, I got a KJV uh, CD player running downstairs 24-7, half for years. You know, I highly advise doing that as well. Devils don't like that. If you're playing the KJV somewhere in your house all the time, I also have that anointing oil down there in a big bin I got, and it's been marinating in the book of Revelation for, uh, I don't even know how many years at this point. Like seven or eight? I mean, some of that oil I got down there? Whoo! <laughs> I'm telling you, that's another weapon. Um, I've talked on that before, that just key in anointing oil. And you can make it just, you know, just olive oil and... I put, I mean, on some of it, I, you can buy essential oils of the Bible, like online, and I put a couple, few drops in there um, with it. And um, anyway, just kidding, anointing oil. You'll find my teachings I've done on that. Um, let's see here. I'm just seeing if there's any of the Bible, because I have covered a lot. It talks, this is the whole Ephesians 6, 11 through 19, again, about the whole armor of God. Why do you do it that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's our true battle. It's not against maybe the man or the woman that you think is your enemy. It's the spirits emanating and operating through them or through maybe an organization or whatever, you know, they represent. Um Romans 13, 14, and put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to the fulfill the lust there. So in other words, there's a, there's a lot of things we can do to get, um, to take away our protection as well. I mean, if you're living in a lot of sin and this type of stuff, I mean, you've got all kind of holes in your game, holes in your armor. If you're not putting on the full armor of God every day, if you're, you know, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The Bible says, um, that and then that gets into prayer and having your prayers hindered and just you can key in biblical prayer. I've done a whole ton bunch of teachings on that subject. And then my teaching on imprecatory prayer, Psalm 64, God's judgment on wickedness, a Christian's door of hope, which is one of the most important teachings I have ever done, beside the salvation one. And again, if you're not saved hearing this, go go to contendingfortruth.com and click on the true salvation tab. At the right-hand corner, I have a whole series of audios you can listen to. It walks you right through getting saved and, you know, baptism and the Lord's Supper and overcoming and bearing the cross of Christ and all that stuff. It's, it's as complete as anything I've seen out there. I'm not saying it's the best teaching on salvation or whatever, but it's incredibly, I believe, scripturally based. It's just scripture. Tons of scripture. Um, validating what I'm talking about, you know. But anyway, I give you that that teaching here, um, or just key in Psalm 64 in the keyword search box. Every Christian, once they're saved, should listen to that, I believe. Psalm 64, God's judgment on wickedness, a Christian's door of hope. It'll be a real encouragement to you. Well, it totally changed my life when, when I got a hold of that, when I started implementing this. I pray Psalm 64 pretty much every day. Put on the full armor of God, pray something like a Lord's Prayer type template, you know, um, and then whatever other, other prayers, read the Bible, you know, that type of stuff. All right. So I've spent way more time on that than I thought. Um, and I got a ton to cover. I'm on page nine. I got to get to page 48. 
but again, a lot of this I'm going to be blowing through because some of it is just reposting from old teachings. Uh, listener comment. Uh, Dr. James, uh, PhD, one of my longtime listeners, says Alex Jones is now saying God wants a sexual relationship with us. Yeah, you heard that right. I'm going to let you hear it out of his own mouth. God wants a sexual relationship with us. He also promotes hip hypnosis, which I have, I have sternly warned about. Hypnosis, okay? Infowars openly pushing transcendental meditation, hypnosis, astral projection, which is going out of body and what many witches do. When those witches try to come in here to kill us, which has happened on I don't even know how many occasions, that's what they do. That's going out of body. That's astral projection. That's, that's some nasty, nasty, high-level witchcraft stuff. And they're promoting that now in InfoWars. Um, he says, I thought I'd heard everything from Alex Jones, but this one does it for me. After he rants most of the hour in his New Age syncretism garbage, he then starts... And again, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He's got his own little religion, his own little version of what God is inside Alex Jones's head. And, which is what a ton of people do. You know, eh, God wouldn't put me in hell. I'm not, I'm not. I don't, well, number one, I don't believe in hell. And, and, and he wouldn't put me there anyway. He'd only put like a really bad person. So you, you, this is what a lot of people do. And, and, and Alex Jones has his own little, little version of, of um, what he thinks God is in, in his own little version of, uh, perverted version of Christianity how he's worked it out in his own brain, in his head. And, you know, he has people like David Icke on his show, who's about as big of a Christ-hating person as you'll ever see. Um, I mean, so many New Agers, so many people that are anti-Christ, essentially. Not the anti-Christ, but they're of an anti-Christ spirit. You know, and that's why he gets along good with Mike Adams, because Mike's the same way and all, so many other people it doesn't it doesn't tend to nearly offend when you when you preach this stuff it a lot of it tickles the ears you know it's why they do it or at least part of why they do it he then starts explaining how we should practice hypnosis to get in touch with our inner selves at the 136 14 mark which i'm going to let you hear he claims that the new testament describes our relationship with god as a sexual relationship that somewhat resembles the bride chamber theology he says this not jones but that somewhat resembles the bride chamber theology that jack schlapp adopted in his view it justifies logic how any discerning or professing believer can see the difference between a marriage as an analogy to describe a body believer's position in christ and claiming that because earthly marriages entail sexual unions that reducing analogies to that understanding is appropriate meaning you know sexual relationship with god I can't in good conscience recommend that any believer listen to Alex Jones, not even for his news coverage or guests. He he cuts guests off during conversations so often I never get anything out of his guests. Yeah, you know, he's a total narcissist and a, and a devil and can't keep his own mouth shut. Alex Jones is not a Christian. He is not a Bible believer and he's promoting very new age agenda that he claims to be against. So I'm going to let you hear it. So just so you know, context. Saturday... Um, this was his, his New Year's Eve special. Okay, so this was ringing it. So this was his big message for the coming year. 
Okay, to, to and I'll just let you hear just the intro where, where he says this. It's Saturday, December 31st, 2022. Our special year-end emergency transmission. Okay, so that's the context. Okay, so we, we're going to hear some really big, big words of wisdom from cult leader Alex Jones here. And you could say, well, he's not a cult leader, but he kind of is. If you espouse to his insane mixture of new age, pseudo-Christianity, I've never quite heard anything like it, just like I've never quite heard anything like mine, because because everybody's going to formulate their view of God in their own head, the way they like it or the way it sits right with them. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Okay, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Okay, he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And and this is common. Mike Adams has his own little weird version of God and Christianity. And, and they all think that they're Christians. And even though they're preaching so many things contrary to the will of God, and they're preaching another gospel, and the Bible says very, very clear, if you hear another person preach another gospel, or, or even an angel from heaven, let him be accursed. And, and, and at times, what's so hard is that at times, it seems like some of them will present something that does sound like clear biblical Christianity. But then you'll hear another time, and it's the absolute opposite. It's some new age syncretism, some new age freakazoid weird thing that's coming out of their mouth. You can't have it both ways. It's like the whole cognitive dissonance. Oh, I heard, I heard Jones preach... And man, it, that really sounded like a, a, a good Bible blade. He really sounds humble and he really sounds like, like you know, you invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the whole nine yards. And then, you know, you'll hear something like this or or so many other things are these guests that he has on where he's promoting these devils. I would have never give these devils a platform. He has no problem with it. And they're preaching a total other gospel or he's preaching another gospel. How do you reconcile that? Well, it's cognitive dissonance. It's like you hear the one thing and then you and then you get in your head, no, nah, I still like him too much. I still like Mike Adams too much. I still like Alex's. He's putting out too much truth to actually be a bad guy. You know, the devil, uh, you know, God wouldn't let me be deceived or, or, or what. You, you need to compare it against scripture. Look at the fruit. I've got... The file is 50 pages now on Alex Jones. I've got a Word doc, 50 pages, exposing this devil from stem to stern, top to bottom. It just keeps getting bigger all the time. I'm going to include some of that in, in today's teaching in the PDF. All of this is. Because th so much of this is will. You know, I was not really paying attention last night. My wife likes to play pool. We got a pool table uh, on the back porch. And I, I was playing her for a couple of games and she was beating me. And because I wasn't really paying attention. And this is a simple thing. It's not, that's not magic. And then I just decided, I said, I'm going to knock all the balls in in two, in, in two moves uh, after she breaks the balls. And I'm going to uh, put the eight ball in that corner over there. It was just a split-second decision. I said, you will do it. And I did exactly what I said I would do. Two moves. Two moves. I'm, I'm assuming that means two shots. Now, 
the only way that could really be done is if you broke the balls and then it's your shot let's say that no balls go in the in the pockets okay i i grew up with a like i don't even know really super high level pool table in our kind of family room gaming room um i've played a lot of pool okay um I used to have parties and that was what everything was centered around was the pool table. The only way that you could do it in two moves, if I'm interpreting what he's saying correctly, is you break the ball, okay, and then I don't know if any of the ball is going, it's your shot, he's going to do it in two moves. That means he would have to make his neck first shot and you've either got uh, stripes or solids. So I don't know, let's say he's solids. He'd have to eliminate the solids or... If it was two moves, the way I'm interpreting this, meaning he would have to maybe get one solid in and then the next shot he would set up for would be a shot where a solid ball would actually, he'd hit the solid the solid ball and that would actually hit the eight ball into the corner. And that is a way you can win the game. But it's rare. It's not, it's, it's, all of this power, granted, I'm not saying the mind isn't powerful, but it really smacks of a new agey type of theme and that he's so amazing and he's he's not bragging though he's never bragging he this guy brags more than i've ever seen anybody online and yet says he's not bragging he's a narcissist and a sociopath okay for sure both those things narcissistic sociopath sociopathic people have people skills psychopathic don't tend to have that and but so he is all about himself he is a um an absolute self-aggrandizement spotlight on himself blowing his own horn but never claims he's bragging about anything which shows you what a liar he is also about things so He's making this and he does this in two moves and, and oh wow, he aren't aren't you amazing? And um he's gonna use that whole analogy evidently to bring us to the next point. Before I was playing like a dumb eight-year-old because I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't setting my will to it, and my wife was sitting there with her mouth hanging open when I did all these trick shots and everything else, and I'm not even that good of a pool player, but I am a good pool player. Just like you uh, are. Oh, so you could just automatically will yourself to become a good pool player. I had contemplated going down that road certain parts of, of my life. And I got to where I was pretty decent. If you got me drunk, and I did this on a two or three different occasions. I've never told these stories. And I'm not, I'm not glorying in this, but I was taken to some bars. And um, if I was drunk... And I don't mean fall down. I mean like where I could still be coherent. And, and I was actually better, typically. And I could go there and I could hustle some games. I literally have done that before. I never got to any kind of high level. I knew that early on, even even in an unsaved state, that this is not what I need to be doing. I don't want to be in pool hall bars and doing that type of lifestyle. Back then, the color of money with Tom Cruise was real popular. And that really glorified that whole thing with Paul Newman and, and Tom Cruise. And um, that really glorified the whole, that whole concept. 
it's wicked at the end of the day there's booze involved there's a lot of times drugs involved there's fights there's there's you're in a horrible environment it's there's nothing good about it ever um you can't just will yourself though to all of a sudden be this i'm not saying that you can't get you know i don't want to use the word really lucky but you can't have things happen that are that are um, where where flashes of greatness that appear to be that, but it's really that you know it just happened, and and you were fortunate that that happened to you in that particular instance. But reproducing that as a pool player is incredibly hard. It is not an easy game. And um, to set up your next shot, and, and then when you get really good, you're thinking maybe two shots, three shots. Where is that cue ball going to end up? Because you've got to. It's one thing to make a shot. It's another thing to make a shot and set up your next shot. And then maybe even be thinking about the shot after that. That's what's really hard. Okay. And he's talking about doing all these trick shots and all this other stuff. That, that doesn't happen by, you know, I used to be able to do some. And some of the time I could I could hit them. But he, he's so amazing that he could just do it and wills it into existence. And it's like that whole concept of like with Oprah and um, the secret, that, that whole thing. I've done whole teachings exposing the secret and, you know, the willing it into existence. And I understand as a man thinketh so is he. I get it. The Bible does say that. But there's also a very gigantic new age component in modern day, the modern day systems regarding what he's talking about and what he's talking about is new age in in the way that he's using it that's why the best olympic athletes they put them under hypnosis yeah is the, their body doesn't believe it can lift that weight their mind doesn't believe it but once you tell your subconscious you're going to do it you do it not always wrong not always if you do not have the ligament or structural integrity when you're doing especially like an olympic lift which is incredibly risky you're, you're doing something incredibly explosive with a very heavy weight and you're trying to put it overhead a lot of things can, can go wrong you might be able to fully believe you can do it and you get a little off balance and you tear something or you have some catastrophic injury putting them under hypnosis doesn't like is it some cure-all for that and, and again i'm going to talk about that in a, in a sec and you can do it over and over and over again. That's like when you're shooting a rifle at a thousand yards, hmm. and you want. He probably does it with just iron sights too. A thousand yard shot with iron sights. And again, he's always bragging. Always, it never ever seems like he deviates from this bragging without kind of with in a way not sounding like he's bragging. Oh, I make a thousand yard shot. I can be a pool shark and make trick shots and. I could do it all. There's nothing that, that that I can't do in a moment's notice if I set my mind to it. The bullseye. And even with the air and the bullet and everything, mm. there's no way you can hit the bullseye because every bullet's different. Every trajectory's different. But it, but people that are the best shots in the world will tell you there's like something magic happens that takes them over and they just will it. Mm. And, and that really is what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. And the enemy knows that. And is using that against us. We have to start dialing into God and using that against them. Mm. Okay. All right. 
and they call it hypnosis. It, it, it's only getting in, 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 in tune with your actual programming, your actual mm. control mechanisms, your actual yeah. control panel. So it's good. Hypnosis is good. And then you realize it's all spiritual. Does God get the control panel or does Satan get the control panel? And God won't take the control panel over. God wants you, like a husband and wife, the groom. So this is, this is, then he gets into this analogy regarding that God needs to take over the control panel. And one of the ways to get there is through hypnosis. I think he's clearly conveyed that. And then he goes into this analogy about a husband and wife. And the bride to come together in an organic relationship of the future of life. God wants a relationship with you that is described as sexual. Oh, so God wants a relationship with us that's described as sexual. Then he, then in the next thing he says, but it's not sexual. Okay, now hold on. You can't just let that genie out of the bottle and then put try to put it back in. But see, a lying, deceiving devil like this knows that if he makes a statement that outrageous, he's got to backtrack instantly so that he, then he has plausible deniability. You can't say something like that and just then unsay it. No, the genie's out of the bottle, Jones. You said that. You said that is a sexual union. I'll, I'll let you hear it again, just, just so you, you can get the full appreciation. And they call it hypnosis. It, it, it's only getting in, 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 in tune with your actual programming, your actual control mechanisms, your actual control panel. And then you realize it's all spiritual together in an organic relationship of the future of life. God wants a relationship with you that is described as sexual in the New Testament, but it's not sexual. It's beyond that. Oh, okay. So then that, that's his, that's his cover so that nobody can come back to him and say, you're a rank blasphemer. I, I will. He is a rank blasphemer. But he thinks that smooth, that little statement at the end there smooths over. It's not sexual. But he, he's just said it was sexual. The New Testament, he said, describes it as sexual. And then that was in the context of promoting hypnotism. Okay, which I've done studies on. And um, it's this is the hypnosis. The hip, hip, it's, I did this in 2011, January 25th. Oh, my word. That, that's... Uh, <laughs> It's about 12 years almost to the day. Um, hypnosis, the hypnotic gaze, the occult, and part one and two. We got into that. I'm looking at my seven-page file that I believe I included with that teaching because they all have PDFs. Um, and this first one was talking about how back in Egyptians, from the Egyptian sleep temples to ancient shamans, the occult world has been putting hypnosis Um including self-hypnosis, to work for centuries, even millennia. Uh, during the 18th and 19th century, Masonic lodges used hip, put hypnotism to use. Um, in 1882, Jean-Marie Charcot, considered the world's greatest neurologist at the time, gave hypnotism respectability by publishing his own studies, which included recovering tra traumatic memories from blocked amnesia. And see that again when when you bring it into the medical thing. Oh well, now it's now it's credible. Uh, and he goes through and says that 
it has been integrally hypnosis has been integrally um, connected with witchcraft for millennia integrally and um, I, I remember covering in this when I did this that so many of the people that undergo hypnosis there's this abnormally high level of percentage of people that get hypnotized end up committing suicide may not be that year may not be that month but you're letting devils in that you don't see because of what you're opening yourself up to and this is not something you want to mess around with anyway i give you my teaching on or just key in hypnosis in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com now the next thing is um uh he sent me another report third hour infowars john bound these all just came out very recently at the beginning pushing transcendental meditation hypnosis astral projection going out of body which is what you know high level witches do and one of the most astral projection one of the most occultic new age trojan horses making inroads into the churches today um yeah, this all this stuff, transcendental meditation, which was first brought to us in mass by the Beatles, which were commissioned, was one of their goals of the Beatles was to uh, get as many people as possible uh, participating in transcendental meditations, which allows the devils to come in. Hypnosis allows the devils to come in. Master projection sure does. And they're promoting that now on InfoWars openly. So I'm glad that John Bound and Jones and, and they're in lockstep in regard to their need to serve Satan. 2003, the CIA released a classified document with the subject heading Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process a process that utilizes audio frequencies to achieve brain hemisphere synchronization. In order to provide a thorough evaluation, the document covers the techniques of hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation, thereby providing a modern scientific account of an ancient guarded knowledge of mankind's spiritual potential. A potential that could save humanity from the mind control tactics being used to divide and enslave us. Okay, so in other words, hypnosis, transcendental meditation, biofeedback, and you'll see astral projection are what can save us from the mind control that we're undergoing from the New World Order. I don't hear, and again, they're not condemning this. They're not condemning it at all. They're saying this is some hidden secret that we all need to start practicing and doing i mean that's the clear implication here and because we're not doing it in mass we're much more subject to mind control and again this is one of the reasons that you put on um the helmet of salvation to protect your mind from this type of stuff i'm not saying there's not other things god puts in place to do that i'm just saying that that there is a spiritual application uh, i would never go outside biblical parameters um to tell you this is what you need to do to protect yourself and not be deceived i wouldn't tell you to do something that's overt witchcraft well we're going to take back what the devil it, it it was always evil there's no warrant in scripture for any this would all fall under the classification of witchcraft which the bible forbids and in the old testament the bible says thou shalt not suffer a witch to live and, and if you were caught doing witchcraft you were taken out and stoned 
to cleanse the land of the evil that you were performing because you were defiling the land with your witchcraft. But see, Alex Jones and John Bound want you to think that this is our salvation, as they just said, that this can make, this can be the game changer. No, I'm becoming more and more clearly convinced that John Bound in, in InfoWars and Alex Jones want to see you in Hellfire, which is where they're going, because they themselves are reprobates and they take pleasure in the things that they do as well and they want to ensnare you in their web that they're ensnared in because their father the devil commands it because their actions are telling me that where's the bible talk about that see at the end of romans 1 when it talks about a reprobate in that particular case men with men women with women but that would also apply to anybody that was doing this and trying to get you ensnared into this wickedness. The left brain is the mind's verbal and linear reasoning component. It categorizes and assigns meaning to incoming stimuli and passes this resulting information to the right brain, which is non-critical and accepts whatever information it is given without question. The left brain is the ego mind. It operates on autopilot and can be easily swayed by external stimuli. Most of us are unaware of this because we naturally tend to identify ourselves with the ego. We think that the ego is who we are, but in fact, it is just a part of our mental processing. The right brain is our subconscious mind. And hypnosis is a technique of directly accessing the subconscious by disengaging the ego, mm. giving us... Disengaging your mind is what's really happening and letting the, the old demons and devils flow into you like a faucet. You know, you can't see that though. They're, they're, they're looking at this like, oh, this is scientific and this, this is what the Illuminati has tried to withhold or the Luciferians have tried to withhold from humanity. This is why they're, they're winning the war. This is why they're better at doing what they're doing because they're using all these occult techniques that we need to be using and doing. If we were using and doing these, then we could actually, you know, fight on a level playing field. That our, our warfare is not on this battlefield. You know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling, pulling of strongholds, pulling down the strongholds. The Bible's clear on that. You know, and, and our enemies are these spiritual entities that we just mentioned, the princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness and these types of things that, that's not what this is talking about this is this is talking about using new age techniques that open you up to devils and demons to supposedly get on a level playing level playing field with the luciferians i don't want to be on their field self-awareness and control over the subconscious mind Transcendental meditation achieves this by practicing single-minded concentration of drawing energy up from the base of the spinal cord. Ah, the Kundalini, the Kundalini, the serpent. Kundalini serpent spirit drawing up from the base of the spine. They're even showing the chakras here. I mean, now it's really good. And again, they're promoting transcendental meditation here. Okay. Um, I mean, this is absolute total insanity. And I've told you this about Alex Jones and Mike Adams and these guys. I'm telling you, at the end of the day, they're all going to point to the Antichrist. They already are. They already are. They, when the Antichrist arises, and it's going to be the greatest deception the world's ever seen, because he's going to come as a good guy. Remember, he's going to come as a man of peace. He's most likely going to be the one that, when World War III does happen, that he's going to have all the answers. 
And then they're going to have the signs and line wonders and miracles to boot the old false prophet and all that stuff. It's going to be a mighty powerful concoct, uh, deception uh, and concoction there that is going to deceive the whole world, as the Bible Jesus Christ warns about. Um, so we really better be in our A game ahead of time, so we don't, you know, we don't want to be deceived. And but Alex Jones and John Bowne and Infowars ultimately, at the end of the day, they and the alternative media like them are going to be used as an instrument of Satan in order to do that. I believe the whole Q movement's going to be involved. I believe Trump will be. I believe that the, the good guy politicians, I believe the good guy white coats, the good guy, um, alter, uh, a lot of them alternatives, some of them medical doctors, I believe a ton of them are going to be. They're involved in these new age networks. I've warned about it over and over. If it were possible... The Bible says the Antichrist is going to be able to deceive the very elect. Matthew 24. So, you know, pray that you be not deceived. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Pray for the fear of God because the fear of God is connected with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and he delivereth them. And pray that you're not deceived. You know, and that takes humility. This this doesn't take humility. Oh, hypnosis and, and transcendental meditation and the power and all the stuff that Jones was talking about. Oh, I just willed it into action. I'm, I'm so amazing. And it's the opposite of that. This isn't relying on God. This isn't this isn't biblical. This is totally unscriptural. This is witchcraft, which is what they're trying to get you to do. So if you want to cut yourself off from God, yeah, this is the way to go. To the brain. With practice, this visual concentration eventually polarizes the cortex, bringing both hemispheres into balance, uh, allowing the individual to transcend the ego mind. Oh, wow. That's transcendental meditation. And what are, what are you trying to achieve? Like nirvana or prana or something? I don't know. Some type of thing. Now he's going to talk about biofeedback. With biofeedback, rather than suppressing the left brain as done with hypnosis or ignoring it as done with meditation, the practitioner programs the ego mind with visualization while monitoring the physiological response, thereby programming the subconscious mind by observing the results with real-time biological feedback. The gateway process, also known as hemisync, achieves this same goal by simply listening to specific audio frequencies that bring both hemispheres of the brain into synchronicity. I think that's the whole binaural beats thing, which I would also be extremely leery of. I'm not saying all frequencies are necessarily bad. Obviously, that's not true. God created the, the colors and frequencies and things of this nature. It's just staying away from all the satanic landmines that's connected with the new age. That's what's hard. But binaural beats are, you know, that's that's pretty much, I think that's pretty clear that that's what he's talking about here. One another. All of these practices, some of which have been taught for millennia, have been proven effective with modern scientific tools. The gateway uh. process has been shown to bring the entire body into a coherent vibration of approximately 7 to 7.5. Uh, so he's got to, to boost uh, visions from Avalon. Okay, that's a new AG. And then the, what he's giving here in the background is 10 metaphysical, which is a gigantic 
red flag buzzword of witchcraft. Ten metaphysical secrets from the gateway process. The gateway process is, is designed to rapidly induce a state of profound calm in the nervous system, which to allow the entire body to begin vibrating coherently at above so many sec cycles per second. Uh, the resulting resonance matches the electrostatic field of the earth. Cycles per second, which then creates a resonance with the electrostatic field of the earth. It is believed that this resonance is what allows the practitioner to transcend time and space, oh. or in other words, allow their consciousness to leave the body without limitation. Oh, so, and then it's literally showing a guy astral projecting. It's literally showing his spirit coming out of his body, and he's sleeping, and the spirit's doing its thing. So evidently the gateway process is integral in astral projection, which is absolutely, totally high level witchcraft. Um, you know, Shirley MacLaine popularized this with that one movie. And um, just keen Shirley MacLaine, the actress, astral projection, you can probably find the movie where, you know, she's got a silver cord connected to her body and she goes, and I think the silver cord, she even goes outside the atmosphere and goes around the moon and that's as far as the cord will extend it's funny because the book of ecclesiastes talks about the silver cord and if the silver cord ever be loosed it says you die now i'm paraphrasing but you can it's the last chapter of ecclesiastes i've covered this before okay um and this is what they're talking about here okay they're showing astral projection and they're saying it's a good thing and evidently, these are the tools that we need to possess in order to defeat evil. I, this is absolute soul-damning heresy and blasphemy that InfoWars is teaching. They are becoming more and more an absolute overt tool of Satan. Yes, can you go up there and get some really good cutting-edge news almost at any given moment? Yeah, but they're also commingling it. In the Bible, in Jesus' warning, he says, Beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. This is the doctrine of Infowars. Alex, Alex Jones is the head. And if the head be sick, the whole body's corrupt. And um, obviously, I, I think we could go... There, there's a lot of, of evidence out there to prove that he is a puppet for the Illuminati higher-ups that have put him in this position on purpose by design. And... A little leaven leaveneth a whole lump. It doesn't take a lot of bad doctrine. It doesn't take a lot of, of yeast to, to make that whole body of dough rise. So it only takes a little bit. Oh, okay. They're, I mean, if they're, let's say they were putting out, you know, 98% truth. And then they got that little leaven in there. And you start buying into that. Oh, well, he's so right on all these. He couldn't be. He, he couldn't be a bad guy, you know? I don't maybe agree with him about everything, but you better be careful because this guy's a cult leader as far as I'm concerned. He's turning more and more, InfoWars is turning into a cult. And this proves it. What we call physical matter is not solid at all. It is more like a highly advanced holographic image oh. made up of different frequencies. Oh, so everything's a hologram now. I've, I've heard this from many, many uh, sources. So, oh, the, we're in a computer simulation. I've had a lot of my listeners try to convince me of this. We're in a hologram. I'm like, really? 
really we're going to go there. It's like the people that try to get me to hyper focus in on flat earth. You know, it's like just drop everything and focus on this when the world's going to hell in a handbasket, essentially. And I, as a watchman, I'm supposed to drop everything and focus in on flat earth or we're in a hologram, we're in a computer simulation, all this other stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be distracted by those things. I'll rebuke them. I'll call them out for what they are. I've done gigantic teaching on flat earth, you know, but I'm not going to fall into that trap. What we experience as solid matter is actually the electromagnetic repulsion of certain frequencies. And this includes our own physical body. And so it is believed that the reason these practices work is because our consciousness is not being generated by our bodies, but rather our bodies are being generated by our consciousness. Ah, also, we're not even real. Our body... Well, what did he say? Our is because our consciousness is not being generated by our bodies, right. but rather our bodies are being generated by our consciousness. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is deep. This is really, really deep. You know, I mean, this is really, I mean, again, this is why the new age is so seductive because you know, all these concepts, oh yeah. And, and none of it's rooted in the Bible. None of it's rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ. None of it will build your faith. None of it will get you closer to God. Maybe maybe a version of whatever God they're trying to present to you. But it's just wickedness. Physicists have proven that the physical world is energy and define time as a measurement of change within this energy. In order for energy to take form, it needs to be limited to a specific vibration. Energy at rest is uniformly extended without limit. It is everywhere at once. This is why humans are able to remote view. Which is <laughs> so remote viewing now is promoted. Remote viewing. Did, did I even have this in the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I've got I've got a whole study I did on remote viewing. Remote viewing exposed. Um, oh, my word. I gave you the link here. Or you can key in remote viewing, and um, it's April 10th, 2012, remote viewing exposed. I mean, remote viewing is one notch back from astral projection. Remote viewing is, is basically you're able to occultically, via witchcraft, view what's going on supposedly in other parts of the earth. And our, our military has devoted millions and millions of dollars to that. I think it was Ed Danes or something, Colonel Ed Danes or something he was in charge of that and the whole book there, there's a whole movie about it the the man the man who stared at goats with uh Clooney in it as one of the big big star you know men who stare at goats they were able to pretty sure that's what that whole movie was based on and and the, it's true the military our U.S. military has devoted millions and millions of dollars to this because they used it as a spying tool it's one notch removed you're not I don't believe going out of body but you're able to view supposedly things that are going on i i don't ever put any credence in that because again i've heard so many remote viewing things that never came to pass just like false prophecies it's the same deal and they'll they supposedly had they have all these foresight and all this knowledge and maybe they can even see into the future and all this other garbage it's just one more new age satanic luciferian lie 
So now they're promoting remote viewing as well in, in this. I almost forgot to include the remote viewing in what they're promoting. I mean, they, they, they're literally in one fell swoop in this five-minute clip. They're promoting, I mean, you know, Jones says God wants a sexual relationship with us, promotes hypnotism. John Bound then does this video, and the, the video is a lot longer. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm almost done with it, but um, it goes on quite a bit longer. He's promoting transcendental meditation, hypnosis, remote viewing, and astral projection, all in one fell swoop. I mean, they are really doing their level best for Satan, is all I can say at this point. It's, it's just overt. Term used by the military for their psychic training protocol. Yeah. Where Hold on, let me let me just back that up. Uh, okay, remote viewing an intellectual process by which a person perceives characteristics of a location remote from them. Now, remember, this is the very sanitized, non-New Agey version. This is the more justification for why the military would want to use it. Um. Anyway, let's go forward the military for their psychic training protocol wherein they teach an individual yeah, they're showing national medicine library of medicine remote viewing with the artist ingo swan neuropsychological profile uh, magnetic mri imaging possible mechanisms it's a it's an abstract it's a full paper like written on this and again this is their justification for why evidently it's valid and good and whatever transcend space and time in order to gather information remotely and this is how mr guy savelli was able to drop a goat from a hundred feet away with his thoughts yeah and they're showing a, a scene from the ministeric goats where they're killing these goats with their minds okay um horrible you know but evidently if you are given over enough to satan you can do this now i'm not saying you know, it would always work or it would, you know, obviously I wouldn't be afraid of it one bit, but as a Christian, but yeah, witchcraft obviously can have power. But most importantly, the suppression of this knowledge is how the government is able to program your subconscious mind for you. Okay. So that was the most important thing that was said. So because they've suppressed all these horrible things, all these high-level witchcraft te techniques, transcendental meditation, hypnosis, uh, gateway biofeedback, um, binaural beats essentially is what they're t talking about there, uh, remote viewing and astral projection. Because they have suppressed that, InfoWars is saying that this is why they've been able to s enslave humanity and why we're all so dumbed down. And that, that's exactly what the premise is. Without you even knowing it. And control what you perceive to be reality. So I mean, I, it's it's horrible that I haven't been doing all these witchcraft techniques for all these years because obviously I'm I'm totally deluded in my own mind because I haven't been doing them. I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke John Bound, Infowars, Alex Jones, you know, because they are increasingly becoming just nothing but a tool of Satan. I give you all my teachings here where I talk about these things in the PDF. Hypnosis, hypnotic gaze, the occult, remote viewing. And then I did a teaching where I did talk about, as part of it, um, transcendental meditation. I'll give you the links there. So I, I mean, I just, this is just, now, going further, I just posted some of my more current things that I've taught on regarding InfoWars and Alex Jones. And I'm just going to read you some of the titles. Recent reports. Scott D Johnson has done on Alex Jones and InfoWars exposing their blasphemous evil.
Listener comment. Alex Jones says that God came down as an avatar in Jesus Christ. Avatar is a very new age version, a very, very new age term. Okay, he came down as an avatar in Jesus Christ and InfoWars is now promoting the blasphemous new ager zeitgeist promoting Jordan Maxwell, who I'm pretty sure is dead now, who says, who says Jesus is Lucifer. They were and are promoting Jordan Maxwell, who I've had a lot of my listeners get ensnared in that guy. And I mean, like, the guy says Jesus is Lucifer. He's totally new ager. <clears throat> You know, it's all the wisdom of the world. It's not the wisdom of God. It's the it's the it's the um, leavened, tainted, false quote wisdom of this world is what Jordan Maxwell, which is what Alex Jones, which is what John Bound, which is what Mike Adams, and so many of their guests pro promote. <clears throat> it's much more palatable typically. It, it doesn't offend nearest. It offends me as as a Christian. But they're not really worrying about that. They're worrying about the, the masses who they can reach and deceive. <clears throat> so, and, and again, the, you will see this is just yet one more reason to read the King James Bible. Avatar is a concept within Hinduism that is in Sanskrit and literally means descent. It signifies the material appearance of an incarnation or a deity of earth. Okay, and, and again, I give you all the links here where George Maxwell says Jesus is Lucifer. You can hear it for yourself. Um, I mean, it's unbelievable. Then another one I did, Alex Jones says Kanye West, who we've exposed extensively in the recent times here, is a hero for exposing the mark of the beast. You know, Alex Jones still promotes Trump. He promotes Kanye West. You know, they're they're just they're just evil. InfoWars and Alex Jones and John Bound, all the they're just evil at this point. Yes, they can put out a lot of truth in a lot of their reports, true, but just bear in mind, they do not serve God. Uh, another one, another listener comment. Here's a short video of Alex Jones explaining his family roots in Freemasonry <clears throat> and explain away the occultic New Atlantis concept. He basically claims the globalists hijacked Atlantis as if there was initially a good Atlantis version. That is exactly what the Luciferians have said. And, and if you go to um, America's... <clears throat> It's, it's, it's the guys that put out the, the, the thing of riddles in stone, America's beginning, um, and they've done a whole, whole study on that with the Francis Bacon thing and the whole New Atlantis thing and exposed that, okay? Um, he basically claims the globalist hijacked Atlantis as if there was initially a good Atlantis version. This is absolute garbage explanation of an occult concept. There is not, nor there has ever been a new Atlantis endorsed by God or scriptures. What Joan has done is Christianized, which is called syncretism, a pagan worldview. This is exactly what Jones is increasingly, and, and John Bowne, and there's probably many others in there that are increasingly doing this. Uh, oh, here it is. Secret Mysteries of America's Beginnings. Volume 1, this, the new Atlantis full movie. I give you a link to it. Okay. The documentary deals with the mysterious foundation of the greatest nation on earth. The first in a new series of Secret Mysteries of America's Beginnings seeks to unfold the fascinating hidden history of early America. Was a dream of a democratic empire envisioned by Queen Elizabeth I? Could this dream have been handed down through secret societies? And could this new world have been modeled after his dream of a new Atlantis? Learn the incredible secrets of the esoteric traditions 
hidden within the manifold layers of signs and symbols in our nation's infrastructure, symbols for which many represent the true intent of America's destiny. Now, the way that's written, it almost sounds like they're promoting it, and they're not, okay? Um, they probably could be more hardcore in exposing it, but it is a really good movie on that subject. Here's another one. Infowars, Government Network Connections. This is a three-hour documentary. I never covered this because I don't have time for three-hour videos. I mean, my studies are normally three to four hours. Uh, they, a listener wrote, your Alex Jones file just got bigger. I stopped listening to him years ago when I realized he was a new ager. I cannot glean from a liar. Looks like William Cooper, Bill or Bill Cooper, was right about Alex. Now, Bill Cooper is a whole other animal, and he was not a Christian. And, but, yeah, did he put out a lot of truth? Sure. A lot like Jones. But he, he warned about Alex Jones before he was assassinated. And he was assassinated. Alex is a phony, unless they have... Um, Unless they have some blackmail on him. Uh, he went the way of Balaam, the same road, after money. Yeah. Then, here's another one. Alex Jones blasphemy alert. Proclaiming having your third eye open is wonderful. And the third eye is the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? Your third eye. Which is one of the things that, at a certain level in witchcraft, you're always trying to attain. Where you can see into the spirit world. Okay, you can see these types of things. And he says the third eye is the Holy Spirit of God. Alex Jones. Again, this syncretism, this this paganizing Christianity and giving him his own warped, twisted, satanic, blasphemous version, Alex Jones style, on what Christianity is. Alex Jones is the last person you should ever go to on the planet to find out what Christianity is. Because he has no clue himself. Alex Jones then, uh, in the next report, Alex Jones attacks Q but wants to act like he was not pushing essentially the same Trump-trained PSYOP that Q was pushing for four years and is hoping you will forget the four years of him pointing to Trump as our greatest hope while he let Trump off the hook over and over when he did overt evil, especially in the last two years of his presidency. You can't have it both ways, Alex Jones. Then, Alex Jones is totally demon-possessed, disrupts Millie Weaver's speech at March for Trump, I'm not even going to read all this. He went in there and just literally, it was like a Coke. It's like he'd snorted about 14 line of, lines of Coke and went into a frenzy when he wasn't allowed to have preeminence um, after he just got done spoking there and, and he wanted to butt into Millie Weavers and take that over. And he went, I mean, he just went nuts. Absolutely demon-possessed, crazy nuts. Because he's a he's a sociopathic narcissist. And and coked up to to boot, you know. I, I, I mean, admits he's pretty much an alcoholic. I, I, know, I mean, I've seen so many reports that he has a problem with cocaine, and, and only God knows what else. Loves to have his, his, his escorts and his prostitutes. His, his wife, the wife he's currently married to, was, was an escort. I mean, it's easily provable. Now she has a yoga studio, Erica or whatever. I got all the reports on that, too. That Leanne McAdoo is a total witch. The one that he had there before. I saw her, uh, she was on there the other day again. They, they bring her back every once in a while. Total, total witch. I got the pictures and everything. Of her dressed like a witch. <coughs> from, from longer back. Okay, so I just checked and I just don't have enough time to play this next video. I'm going to run out of time. So I'm going to end part one here and we will go to part two next.